Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening on this momentous day up in the stars. Wow. I received call after call this weekend from family, from friends, from people I haven't heard from in ages, all asking me one question, is there any truth to this Christmas star on Monday? It was pretty funny, actually. People who don't normally get this kind of information suddenly got a hold of this kind of information. The funniest one was my sister last night. She's, um, you know, she's in her 70s. So she's one of my older sisters. And she was like, what is this all about? Like, am I going to see this? Is this something that, you know, I need to be concerned about? And uh, it gave me an opportunity to explain a bit about uh, astrology to her and about what I do. And that was kind of fun. Uh, then, of course, text messages and all of that coming in. So we are here today. Uh, I meant to check the time for that Jupiter conjunction. And I don't have it sitting here in front of me, unfortunately. But it really doesn't matter because... If you're like me and sensitive to these kinds of things, you've been feeling it coming since last Wednesday when Saturn moved into Aquarius, and then on Saturday when Jupiter moved into Aquarius, and then today these two coming together in a conjunction, very powerful, and also um, direction changing, life changing as uh, we begin to move forward into what will be uh, a new way of being socially in the world and how we will um, come together in the world in a much more progressive way, in a much more sacredly, socially activated way. And that, uh, that came from someone who uh, over the weekend sent me a text about sacred activism. We were talking about activism, social activism for 2021. And beyond, by the way, it isn't just for 2021, but it starts a time where that becomes a big concern. And uh, I cannot remember who this was. I'm sorry if it's you, please let me know uh, if you're out there listening this morning. Uh, but the it was uh, somebody that brought up sacred activism. And I said, okay, so maybe we have sacred social activism coming up here now in the uh, year 2021. So we have a lot to talk about today as we have uh, today's Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. We have uh, to look ahead at the week. Uh, Christmas is on Friday, so that's my other day that in the week to be with you, so I won't be with you that day. So we're going to take a look even into the weekend a bit. Um, we have a new human design week that began yesterday and another new week that will begin on Christmas Day, so I want to make sure you're all aware of that. Today we begin the new evolution or spiral of consciousness in the Pleiadian calendar at one breathing energy. And I can't even tell you how profound it is that the Pleiadian system starts the next spiral at one breathing at the same time that Saturn and Jupiter are in a conjunction at the same time in human design, the sun and the earth are gathering in the gates of love, two of which are the gate of self-love and the gate of the love of humanity. And um, that today the moon is in Pisces in the void at the moment, changing over into Aries, which is about initiation, 
initiating uh, a new beginning. So we have a new beginning in the moon's potential later in the day. We have the new beginning with the one breathing energy. And of course, always a new beginning of sorts when we walk into a solstice or an equinox. It's a gateway or portal, if you will, into new energies. And what will we do with that? And of course, the marking of the winter solstice is the, the sun's moving into Capricorn. Today, also, Mercury moves into Capricorn. So it is kind of a momentous day when you stop and you think about it, that there's a, a pile, a layering of events that are seemingly pushing us in new directions. And what might that be? Um, I'm not sure if Asa's with us this morning. She did tell me she had to work, but I wasn't sure if that meant she couldn't be. Nope, there she is. Oh, hello. Let's mute myself there. Uh, hi, Asa. I, I meant to ask you when we were chit-chatting if, if you were going to be here with us this morning. So it's really good to see you out there. And let's say we have Tom. Good morning. And Ingrid. Good morning. Ingrid, I have a... a job for you to do, a mission, should you choose to accept it. So be checking later on today for an email from me about that. Alisa, good morning. And Liz Schultz, happy solstice and happy Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. It was 5.30 a.m. ECT, so that was at 2.30 my time. So we are in it, people. And guess what happened? So back in March, we had a little toe tap into uh, Aquarius with Saturn. And uh, then, of course, Saturn uh, went retrograde, moved back out of Aquarius. I was at the same time I filed my tax return for 2020, for 20, would that be 2019? And uh, then, of course, everything shuts down and blah, blah, blah. Well, today, I finally got my refund. And it came in such a surprising way because I wasn't even looking for it. I'd sort of just given it up, right? Given up that I was ever going to get my refund. And uh, uh, I only checked my bank account because my son had sent me money that uh, for a payment. And there it was, right? I was like, oh my gosh, so amazing, right? Amazing, amazing. Uh, Elisa says, good morning with the sunshine. Good to see everybody. Mimi, hello, happy solstice, she says. Liz Schultz says, I lost it there. It just jumped ahead of me. Good morning, Allison. Good, uh, Ingrid says, Andrew Harvey, The Hope, A Guide to Sacred Activism, 2009. Sounds like a book. And that's pretty good. Maybe we can all look for that. Brandon Esteban, good morning to you. Oh, there we go. Liz Schultz, someone said astrology has been activated recently. Lots of people interested in it. Well, for one thing, um, when you look at the sign of Aquarius, it actually rules astrology. It rules divination. So divination tools like oracle cards, tarot cards, etc. the I Ching, um, any divination system that you can think of. And of course, astrology as well. So, you know, it is sort of a resurgence in interest in astrology because of the movement of planets into, into Aquarius and bringing that uh, back up for us and in the powerful way that it is. And uh, Tammy Smith, good morning. Happy solstice. Debbie Johnson, good morning. J-Lo, hello. Debbie tibbetts Tumiel, good morning. J-Lo says, hello, Astro fam. And a blessed solstice and holiday season to all from Debbie tibbetts Tumiel. And Ingrid says, Yahoo, I love missions. This has got to be the funniest thing, Ingrid, because uh, periodically I do this. Some of you out there have gotten little like 
tickles from me before and I've said, oh, I've got this for you to do. Uh, this happened on Sunday morning, very early, uh, like, I don't know, two, three in the morning, I woke up and I went, oh my gosh, Ingrid has to do this. And yesterday I tried to get to my computer to be able to write to you and tell you about it, but I didn't get the chance. So here today, I will hopefully get that chance and get that to you. Coach Michael, good morning. Tom says, if you feel afraid and can't see Saturn and Jupiter, then you have conjunctivitis. <laughs> oh my God, Tom, you are so funny. Uh, Christine Buckingham, good morning. And Melanie Iris, 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 good morning to you. It sounds like you might be new. It's great to see you out there. And thank you for joining us this morning. And let me just put in a little shameless plug here. If you are liking the video, please give it a thumbs up. And as well, if you have not yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, somebody pointed out to me the other day that we are now at 602 subscribers. I can't believe it. It's awesome. So I would appreciate that if you would do that and also share the video with people that you think might like astrology or who are newly interested in the subject, right? Great. Uh, okay, so let's go back and talk about some of the things that we need to uh, see today. For one thing, the moon right now is in the void. It went into the void at 2.24 a.m. my time this morning, and it is in the void until 2.32 p.m. this afternoon, West Coast time. So for a good chunk of the day, we're wandering around uh, in Piscean nebulousness and uh, in a sort of fog. So if you're feeling a little cloudy and foggy this morning, it might be because of the moon in the sign that is ruled by Neptune and possibly then feeling a little bit out of sorts. Um, that will only last a set until 2.32 when the moon then moves into Aries and Aries right now playing host to Chiron and to Mars guarantees us some action a little bit later on in the day. And as we begin to make these changes with these planets moving, for example, Saturn and Jupiter moving out of Capricorn and into Aquarius, we'll have the moon now squaring from a different sign. So remember all of 2020, anytime the moon was moving through Aries or through um, uh, Cancer or Libra, we had some very powerful uh, transits or aspects that were being triggered uh, for the planets in Capricorn, and that had been Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Pallas, Athena. Now, as these planets are moving on, we're going to have different signs that the moon goes through that are going to act as triggers. So we'll still have our Aries, Libra, Cancer triggers to Pluto that is still in Capricorn, and for the time being, the sun and Mercury are also in that part of the chart. So we'll have a couple of hits there as well. But now with Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, we're gonna have the squares now to Taurus and to uh, Scorpio and then another an opposition then to the sign of Leo. So our fixed signs. So the moon moving through any of the fixed signs then is going to trigger some powerful squares with both Saturn and Jupiter. And of course, if you'd listened to the 2021 webinar, you know that we're right in the midst of one already building and that is the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction squaring already the uh, planet Uranus. And so that is in a way kind of the uh, opening salvo to 2021 
and we'll see how that square plays out here uh, in the outer world and also in our new uh, in our, our own personal lives and in our new year. So Aries, Aries now is a sign that we've become pretty familiar with. Uh, let me just remind you what things are about or what Aries sort of rules in uh, life. For one thing, Aries is a sign that rules new beginnings. So it is the energy of Mars, Mars in Aries, right, is the ruler here. And uh, Mars is about initiating or catalyzing action. And it's very, it's very much an action-oriented sign, blazing new trails, exploring new territory, discovery, all of that kind of stuff are a part of the Aries experience of new beginnings. It reminds me of the tarot card of the fool who is setting out on his life quest and his sort of eyes to the sky, thinking about what all may be coming. And he's like headed for a cliff, diving right in, as it were, into life. Well, there's Sadie. She is holding her own at this point in time. Um, in Aries, we also have the rulership of the self, the body, the physical body, and as well our survival instincts. So our instinctual self, our physical self, and survival comes through the sign of Aries. So our instincts then to survive. And maybe we can even reword that as we move into 2021 is our instincts to thrive not just survive, right? We've done the survival thing. We're, we've survived, we're here. Um, but what is it gonna take for us to thrive, right? That might be the thing that we're looking at next. Self-discovery and self-sufficiency are also qualities of an Aries moon. Uh, there's also innocence in the sign of Aries, which is always kind of interesting to think of. Uh, it is a fire sign. And so we have that connection to honesty and authenticity. And further in this sign, of Aries, we also have impulsivity, right? Taking action, acting first, thinking later. Um, but we also see some of those themes uh, echoed in Sagittarius energy and also in Leo energy. So fire signs often are about finding an honest way forward, speaking honestly, as well as living authentically in a creative way. So whatever's creative and uh, correct or authentic for you personally. Aries brings us into warrior energy. Mars being the ruler here is about courage and bravery and leadership, strength, and the ability to be bold and take steps in a new direction, even if it's not something that has been tried before and there's worry about it. So taking that next step, what's it going to be, right? What bold step might you want to take as you move into the new year? Uh, on the more negative side, of course, every sign has its high side and its low side and fills the spectrum of all the energies between. And in Aries, we have self-absorption. We have a sign that can be very vain, caught up in its own reflection, if you will, selfishness and anger, also a part of the experience here. And impatience, right? Needing to find patience in order to stay the course. And in the body, Besides Aries having rulership over the body physical in the astrology chart, the first house, we also have the face, the head, uh, and the scalp. So anything to do with the head, so headaches, dizziness, that kind of thing, all the brain even, all part of Aries. So there you have a very powerful moon. And that moon is making several connections to planets after the... Um, 
uh, void breaks later. So we, we were kind of left with a sextile to Pluto <clears throat> and that's while the moon was is still in Pisces. The sextile is a positive relationship. So uh, in with the moon in Pisces wandering around with the last aspect being that sextile to Pluto, we may be able to connect spiritually to some of the things that the transformational energies that we need to embrace as we move forward. And it it's probably one of the better types of, of uh, last aspects to be left with uh, if we had to and avoid, right? So it's not a terrible one. It is one that really gets us thinking about the higher spiritual consciousness and how do we want to play our part in it. Now, after the moon moves into Aries, it will form a sextile to Saturn and Jupiter, newly, of course, conjunct in the sign of Aquarius. So we see that now the sextiles from the moon in Aries begin to affect Aquarius, right? So Aquarius energy. And uh, Aquarius then in a or sextile mean uh, in J Saturn and Jupiter means maybe we get this idea of what might be happening as a, a buildup to the longer part of that transit of Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. Later in the day, we come to the square to the sun. Remember, we had a new moon a week ago. On the 14th, we had the new moon solar eclipse. We are now coming to the first square, which is the crisis of uh, action in that there may be something as we set intentions with that new moon, there may be something today that pops up in our field that seems like it's a piece of resistance, um, something that's holding us back, something that may be a trigger to our moving forward. And if so, then it's uh, the, the antidote, if you will, to that kind of, I feel like I'm being caught up here, is to either pause and wait and see what opens up in the next day, or in the next few hours even, or to flow, simply flow around, over, under, and don't stop yourself, don't let the resistance stop you from continuing on with whatever your intention was with that new moon. But it's a time often where that crisis feeling comes up because, oh my gosh, something happened, something's come up that seemingly puts me at odds with being able to get that to that intention. So instead of giving up, instead of letting it go, instead of being a victim, allow yourself the space to just wait and see what opens up because maybe the timing isn't right yet. Maybe there's the right person that you need in order to get to where you wanna go. So take a breath and pause. And because Mercury is also freshly into Capricorn today, uh, the moon newly into Aries will also square Mercury. And that might be also part of the, the resistance here or that you're feeling in that there may be a message that you need to have delivered first, some piece of thinking that has been slowed down, that is uh, waiting for a moment, right, to be able to be right in right timing, and uh, then things will open up again for you. So it's actually not a bad day. In fact, to me, as I woke up this morning, I felt like all things are possible. It's like being rebirthed in some way. So <clears throat> we have a really good day and the moon just now in the daytime here wandering a bit, meaning it's not a good time. So we have this initiating energy that comes later in the day, but don't try to force things into a new beginning today until after that, that moon 
uh, breaks the void. So for those of you on the East Coast, that doesn't come until this evening, 5.32 p.m. And for those of you in Europe, it may be having to wait until tomorrow when you get up to be able to do that. Okay, so questions, comments, Asa, I also have my phone on so I can get questions if people have them. Uh, let's go on to look a little forward at this week because I find this week to be a fascinating study in um, possibilities, right? That one of my best keywords for 2021, possibilities. What are the possibilities? But this week has the possibility of also bringing in danger. And literally that's on Wednesday with Mars in a square to Pluto. It is about power struggles and domination and confrontation and conflict, repressed anger spilling out and spilling out and over uh, out into the world in some way. Um, so, sort of a boiling over, if you will, of anger or upset that anything that has been repressed for too long coming to the surface for release. And this is Mars, warrior energy, squaring Pluto, death energy or rebirthing energy. Um, so it can be pretty ugly. And yet this is energy that we're not disfamiliar with or unfamiliar with because we've had this energy already twice this year, once on August 13th, the next one was on October 9th, and now this one will happen on Wednesday, December 23rd. And that the reason I'm bringing that one up first in the week is because it's already activated right now with the moon getting ready to move into Aries. We already have that sort of warrior energy triggered. And that same day that, that Mars and Pluto square, the moon also conjuncts Mars and squares Pluto. So we have something emotional with the moon. We have something probably in timing, like the timing is right. And we have a conjunction of uh, the moon to Mars, which brings together the emotional volatility uh, to that planet and can be an explosive, um, an explosive thing. And you know, the, the interesting thing is this is probably already happening. I was having a conversation with my husband on, I think it was Saturday, Saturday in the morning, really early. We were sitting there talking about um, the, just the, the astrology of Saturn conjuncting Jupiter and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I was more concerned about Mars squaring Pluto. I said, because that almost spells martial law to me. And he's like, martial law. And I'm like, yeah, martial law. And so we, we had a, a conversation about that. I soon pick up my phone and then blasting out there on the news is a conversation that occurred in the Oval Office on Friday about the possibility of one way that Trump could stay in office is by creating a situation where we needed martial law. That just sent chills down my spine, especially with this Mars squaring Pluto aspect building up. So likely, and, and you know, I'm telling you these things not to scare you or not to just create conflict, but when we look at astrological transits that are building up like this, they also have some sort of reverberation in your own personal life. Mars is a personal planet. 
And so where in your own life might you be in a power struggle or where you are being dominated or you're in a position of dominating someone else? Where are you in a place of confrontation, either within your own core or between you and another person? Where do you have repressed anger that is just waiting to boil up and out and over? And I'm going to give you an, uh, uh, an example of something that happened this weekend, and I'm going to not name names, but a certain person in my life is... Um, was in a store and witnessed a theft and something triggered within him and an anger over the unjust injustice of people that just do that. And then the inability in this particular store of the employees to do anything about it, right? That's their store's policy is to not do anything about it just to you know keep an eye on them and let them know they're being watched and then just mosey them on out the door only in the process of that this person reacted and um, confronted the individual that started a, a verbal altercation in the store that then moved outward from the store to the parking lot in which a knife was drawn a gun was drawn right? And uh, then a punch was delivered. And luckily for the person that is in my life, that did not lead to the shooting or to a stabbing, but to the person relinquishing the stuff they had stolen and his ability to then take it back to the store. So I'm being vague here because this is just a situation but this is the possibility of these situations that normally you would just have let go of, but that then get drawn into the next level where knives and guns, also ruled by Mars, by the way, right? Metal objects that can, that can be used as weapons. So weapons, Mars, and then the confrontation part of that, um, very much a Plutoan sort of uh, thing. So we, we have got to be on our toes this week. And wherever it is that you feel that anger drawing up or where you're in a situation where somebody else may be displaying that, maybe it's on the road and road rage, right? Our vehicles are Mars vehicles. I mean, they're Mars energies. They are, they're made of metal and they can be used as weapons. So wherever you are, be very safe and careful. Do the antidote to Mars, which is to breathe, release, and then choose to respond rather than to react. And sometimes response is to turn the other cheek, right? To turn the other cheek and to just let it go. That may be the safest route this week. Now, of course, us as individuals, we can't control what other people in that outer world are going to do or what situations may pop up in our field. Uh, but I'm just telling you, this is a week to be very careful, to be very aware, to stay out of dangerous situations and do your best to stay in peace and to remember love is the antidote. It always is the antidote. All right, so that is an exact transit that occurs on Wednesday. 
Now, before that, we have today's, of course, Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. We have talked that one through a million times. If you have any questions lingering about that, let Asa know, and she will make sure I get that. Now, today, both the winter solstice gateway opens up with Sun moving into Capricorn, and now Mercury also today moving into Capricorn. That tells you something, right? Sun and, moon, or Sun and Mercury are about to come into a conjunction. And uh, what we have when that occurs is a new message being delivered, right? A new energy, a new something that is coming up in our uh, awareness. And Capricorn, having been the sign where Saturn and Jupiter had been for a very long time, Saturn for at least two and a half years, Jupiter for the last year, um, the Sun and Mercury moving in here may be depositing new messages about hope or about rebuilding or about our goals as we move forward, uh, what means reconstructing in the world and how ready and willing are we to do that. Capricorn, remember, is a sign of building. It is a sign of goal setting and moving one foot in front of the other to get to where we want to go. So the sun and Mercury here may be bringing us the ability to plan and to look ahead, to um, clear away the debris of what was 2020 and prepare for the rebuilding energies that dawn upon us as 2021 comes into play. So it's a very powerful day today, the very opening of the week. And yet we still have this little danger thing going on between now and throughout through to Christmas uh, Day. And then on Thursday, the, the planet Mercury comes into a trine with Uranus. Now Uranus and Mercury are, are higher, uh, let's say Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury. So Mercury rules the mind and its calculation, its ability to solve problems, to think and analyze, to recall data, all of that kind of stuff. That's Mercury um, and in uh, uh, the astrological um, connections. Uranus, on the other hand, rules more of the higher mind. So the part of us that is connected, if you will, to spirit or to um, ideas and inspiration that are incoming from the cosmos. So it can be a time where we're very easy to receive new information and new ideas, thinking outside of the box, right? That kind of thing. So Thursday presents us with an opportunity to do things in a new way, to at least approach things in a new way. Now on Thursday, we also have the moon moving into Taurus and Taurus energy is the new place that we need to look for squares as we go into um, transits of the moon into 2021. Remember, I said that a little bit earlier here, where uh, Taurus is in a, a square to Aquarius, and Taurus is in a square to Leo. And then Leo and Aquarius are in an opposition to each other. So anytime the moon in 2021 is moving through Leo, moving through Taurus, or moving through uh, Scorpio, we have this kind of square energy that sort of sets us up for uh, problems, perhaps. So we're moving into a time when we're going to have maybe for at least a short time some other places in our, our, our charts that are lighting up during a transit of the moon. 
and uh, in your charts, when you did uh, astrology of 2021 readings with me, you saw that it was Aries that was pro prominent and Capricorn that was prominent. And there were so many planets in both of those signs that literally everything was focused around those two. Uh, it, as we go into looking at your charts for 2021, what we're going to see is other places like Taurus and Aquarius and still Capricorn, and maybe for a while yet some Aries energies that are, are popping up. So we're seeing the, the potential for energies uh, spreading out, if you will. And I mean, I think that's a good thing. It's not that it, it's not that more places are being hit, it's that there's the concentration that's thinning out uh, where it's not so uh, concentrated in just two signs or two parts of your life. It's moving in and out through other places in your chart. Um, this is going to be a year for sure where air signs hold sway. So ideas and thinking, what's in your mind, how's your mind aligned with what is going on, um, are you create, do you realize how much you're creating from the mind uh, when it's connected to uh, emotion and to the heart? And, um, and, and that's a theme that we're going to see because not only is uh, the energy of air prominent because of Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius, but Mercury this year will retrograde in air signs. So Aquarius, uh, Libra and Gemini. So if you are one of those three signs, you're, you're going to be changing up your thinking or have to be looking at what the contents are in your mind and how you want to present what you're thinking about. Um, and uh, that's a big theme for everybody, whether you're an Aquarius, a Gemini or a Libra, uh, because of the number of planets that are going to be doing things in air signs. So then anytime we have the moon also moving through an air sign, we're going to have some kind of, of trigger or catalyzing uh, event perhaps in ideas or in what is going on in the mind, in communication as well, because Mercury here also rules communication. Uh, okay. Asa says, question, Mimi notes that Hawaii's Kilauea volcano. Yes, I noticed that this morning too. Uh, fire energy of Mars spilling out. It couldn't be contained anymore. So an explosion of sorts with Kilauea. Thank you, Mimi. I meant to, to bring that up. I was reading that article just before I came on air. So I don't know that that's like the harbinger of other things, but certainly Kilauea has been a very active volcano. It would not, it's not surprising then that with this building up of um, uh, explosive energy of Mars, that that being a weak spot would be the first maybe sign that there is explosions on the way. So thanks, Mimi. That's a good one. Uh, okay, now. Uh, as we go on through the week, after we get through Thursday, we have a new human design week dawning on Friday. And it is an interesting one because the sun moves into the gate of joy on Christmas Day, always does every year. And then the earth moves into the gate of quiet or compassion and, uh, or I'm sorry, perspective of peace. So it's a gate of peace. So peace and joy, two of the big keywords anyway at Christmas time that we're often talking about, love, peace, and joy, right? So uh, that happens on Friday. On Saturday, the moon will trine Pluto from Taurus, and 
we are going to see on Saturday as well that uh, Saturn and Jupiter are going to be touched by the moon uh, in a trine from uh, Gemini. So that should be an interesting first kind of glance at what kind of air energy is going to be moving around uh, in 2021. Uh, now, I'm going to go deeper into that in just a few minutes by sharing some charts and things like that. But I also wanted to point out that today's Pleiadian Earth energy is at one breathing, breathing air in the Mayan calendar. This was the symbol of eek, the wind, and the wind, air, movement of wind and air. The one energy is the universal energy of a new beginning, of initiation, of initiating even, starting something new. Breathing energy is about taking in new ideas, sharing out new ideas. And it is an evolving and changing kind of energy. And because it's the one energy, and today is the one, the beginning of the new spiral of consciousness, this energy of breathing is with us throughout the whole of the 13 days. It is the overlighting energy, what I call the umbrella energy for the next uh, spiral of, of evolution that we, uh, that's upon us today. So about new, taking in new ideas, new inspiration, but it can also feel very unsteady and unstable as there is a lot of conflict that can come up with the wind blowing through. So I think we're going to hear about a lot of bluster. I think we're going to hear about a lot of ideas. I think we're going to hear a, a bunch of stuff out there in the world. So uh, you're, you're probably hearing them even now, theories and conspiracy theories and more ideas about where do we go, what might happen here, what might happen there. So you're taking these things in, but the filter here should be about what's useful, what is uh, a a good use of the energy, what takes us and moves us forward, because this is now about progressive progression, progressiveness, moving forward, and about preservation of what's good and right and loving and generous and of humanity and moving that and advancing that forward. So we have a sort of 13 day week where we can sort of see like can pick and choose what are the things that we want to take forward with us. And JLo has a question, how will it affect if we are, oops, rising sign Gemini? Uh, yes, any wherever it is that you have Gemini, Libra and Aquarius in your chart is where you are going to be um, having ideas and inspiring things, but also having to look at the contents of your mind and your thought processes. Are you involved in stinking thinking or are you involved in open-mindedness with sharing as the source of uh, your purpose? So yeah, where and everybody, no matter what sign you are, have those three signs somewhere in your chart that will be affecting you uh, over the time. Great question, JLo. All right, let's go back to human design for a moment. And I want to show you the um, chart for today. It's kind of interesting to always look at a chart of the day of the moment. And uh, la la. Okay, first of all, let's look at the week that we're in. Let's do that first. No, that's Christmas. Let's look at the other one. Hmm. 
stop sharing. There we go. Wrong week. Let's look at this week's, the week we're in at the moment. Why does it keep, did I open it up twice? No, there it is. Okay, now I can share. Okay, so here is our week from December 20th yesterday through the 24th. And this is a focus on self-love and the love of humanity as we have the energy right here. Um, if you can see right behind the words here, this center is the identity center, sometimes called the G center. And here's the gate 10. This is where the sun is sitting and the gate 15 right here leading down toward the sacral. That is where the earth is sitting. And this tells you, you know, in, in human design, we, we, um, our year is designed a little differently than the calendar year. We look at it more along the lines of what you might think of the pagan religions uh, where it's quarters, right? We have quarters of experience. And the first quarter begins uh, January 22nd. And then uh, seasons that come up, the equinoxes and the solstices tell us we are at the halfway point of that quarter. Right. So right now, where we are is called the quarter of recalibration. It is sort of the closing quarter of the year. And we are in a process this week then of looking through the lens of love, because every cross quarter is a gate of love. So here we are today with the, the week with the gate 10, the gate of self-love and the gate 15, the, light, the gate of compassion uh, toward humanity as the gates where we are looking through in order to determine what needs to be recalibrated, right? Or changed, or what do we have to complete with in order to make a new start as we are headed to the new human design year. So we have recalibration possible and the recalibration that's possible is through love energy. The sun at gate 10, uh, it's about self-empowerment coming to us when we love ourselves enough to be able to let go of that victim consciousness, to let go of the feeling that um, you are the victim of something, the outer world or not knowing enough or not being enough, right? So here we have to rise to the level of being natural, right? That it's a naturalness in the gene keys. Naturalness being that we all have our natural genius, right? And your genius is different from my genius is different from Ace's genius and on and on, right? Everybody's genius is different. And in the city here, we have the highest level of being, just being, not having your worth based on what you do. It isn't about what you do, it's about who you be. And in the lowest expression, of course, the shadow expression where we don't wanna spend much time or focus much energy is on self-obsession, right? Where we get so caught up in loving ourselves that we get to this nth degree where it becomes narcissism or it become, you know, or a twisted sort of self-love. So here, being, being is where we wanna be. The earth is in the sign or the earth is always in the gate that's going to bring up sort of the challenge to, to the sun for us to move forward with self-love in this case. In the earth gate 15, we have trusting our ability to do what is right in the right timing while recognizing that everyone benefits. So it's compassion. It is having a human quality of love that is 
coming out of you and embracing the outer world. And in this particular gate, sometimes we see extreme expressions. People who have the gate 15 are often hot or cold or right or wrong or in or out or up or down. It's a very extreme gate. So in your own chart this week, if you don't have gate 10 or gate 15, they are suddenly hanging in your chart and you may um, be in interactions with people where you really have to call upon self-love and compassion in order to be helpful or to be able to move through whatever it is that's being presented to you by life. Uh, for some of you, you may have the opposite gates. Maybe you have a gate 20 that's hanging, or maybe you have a gate five that's hanging. And now these come together and create a um, channel that will be activated for the week where um, you can really tap into routines and you can also tap into empowerment. So it's an interesting week in the city. We have fluorescence, sit with that word for a while fluorescence. Love that one. The gift is magnetism and the shadow is dullness. Dullness, right? Magnetism. So I also want to remind everybody that this particular center, the G center or the identity center is a magnet. And literally it has only the ability to draw to you. So it's a one-way magnet. Its ability is just to uh, attract right to you the right circumstances, the people, the opportunities, and the right timing. So if you don't like what you see that's being attracted to you, the question then becomes, what do I need to learn from this in order to release this lesson? Because it's coming to you specifically because of that magnet that acts as a directional for you, right? It's, it's meant to be a compass and it's going to point you in the right direction of the experiences, the, the timing, the people, the opportunities that you need in order to grow and evolve. So it's a really... It's a really good week energetically this way when we focus on things like the love of humanity and self-love and bring those things into balance and harmony. Um, let me see if I go to stop sharing and then I'll bring up the chart for um, Christmas, which I always love this week of Christmas and share that one. There we go. Okay, so week four, no, that's what happened. I've got them in the wrong order. Hold on, stop sharing. You've already seen this one. Uh, let's bring up the other one and let's share. Oh my God, you are kidding me. Hold, please. I'm having a brain moment. So why when I bring the correct one up and then go to share it, is it not that one? Voila, there it is. So the week five is about joy and stillness, right? As vital forces of creativity beginning on Friday, Christmas day and running through the 30th of December. So the sun is at the gate 58. It's on the root center. You can't quite see it here because the, of the way the, the, the chart is. But if you go down to the very bottom 
um, center. The gate 58 is at the very bottom left corner of the, the root center. And it's interesting because the root center is the center for endurance and foundation setting. It tells us that joy, living in joy and joyful mastery of everything about our lives doesn't have an emotional connection. It's not emotional, it's foundational. So when we're looking outside of us for joy, uh, or for something outside of us to bring us joy, we're looking in the wrong place because joy comes from within. It is a vital and a foundational energy. And in the gate 58, the joy of mastery is learning to live in the flow of joy as a foundational energy, not looking for it outside of you as an emotional hit. It isn't emotional, really it is not. And then in the gene keys, we see this through the shadow of dissatisfaction where we're not happy with where we are at the moment. Inside, we feel some kind of dissatisfaction. And then we go looking outside of us for it. And therein lies the problem, right? We're looking for something outside of us and something outside of us could only give us momentary joy or momentary satisfaction. The real true joy comes from within. It's in the gift of vitality and it's in the Siddhi of bliss, right? So those are things that we carry within us. The earth at the gate 52 is now called the gate of perspective, uh, but it's a gate of stillness or a gate of restraint, of softness, of uh, letting, putting down uh, the, the busy, busy, busy and getting into the peace part of things, right? The shadow of this energy is stress. And it is, you know, coming on the day of Christmas where finally maybe we can stop the hustle and the bustle and we can just enjoy our families and uh, eating together or however you're celebrating the holiday. Knowing where to put your attention, rest or work or play. That's what the Gate 52 brings to us. And just as an off sort of side remark, people who have this gate or when something is transiting through this gate like the earth, we may often feel very um, attention deficit uh, because the energy itself has been born out of being busy, busy, busy. And now if suddenly everything goes to serenity and peace, we're still in that flow. We're still jumping from thing to thing. So here's where we have to breathe, meditate, do something that slows us down um, and just get into the being or the rest uh, place because likely there's been a lot of working and a lot of doing uh, previous to that. So for a week, we get to really contemplate this idea of being in the stillness and being in that stillness is bliss, being restraint in restraint. And in that restraint is where we can find our vitality, letting go of stress and dissatisfaction. Woohoo, right? Um, okay, I thought I had one other, let me see if I've got it here. Ah, oh, my backup. Um, because I wanted to show you the chart of the day because it's a reflector chart sort of picture and it's going to be just now 20. There we go. Now let me share my screen again and you can see the chart for the day. And again, this is just for the day. The moon will change and move things up, but this is completely open, right? A completely open human design chart with nothing but hanging gates. And here is where it is that when we look at a chart like this, we can see that 
the planets and points that we're using are hitting different gates, but they're not connected up in channels so that we are um, experiencing specifically the, the energies. So in a hanging gate, <laughs> excuse me, for example, you have it acts like a magnet, much like the identity center here in the center. It acts like a magnet and it's drawing to you people that will have the opposite end. And when that happens, then you are activated through that channel. So you can take your own chart and you can compare it to this chart and see where it is that your hanging gates might be being activated by something at the opposite end that is in transit. So for example, we were talking about the gate 20. Here's the 20, it's up on the throat. If you have this gate hanging, that means it's not complete. Uh, it might be complete down to the 57 and maybe it's complete over here to the 34, but typically you don't have the gate 10, but now you do. So now for you, it's a very important time to do some spiritual quiet work, some meditation to empower yourself through stillness and through quiet. And to go to the other gate, if we have the gate 15 and it's hanging and you, know, you don't normally have it in your chart, now you're likely going to be drawn into someone with the gate five that's going to help you develop a rhythm or a routine that might be different from what you're used to. Sometimes that is you being at home more frequently and you have an animal, a cat or a dog who carries the gate five. They have that whole channel. And they are bringing you into this more quiet space, this more routine, right, of being home and being at rest. So that could be an interesting channel. Um, the, so all of these different gates are hanging here. And if you have the opposite end, you've got the complete channel now defined, or you may find yourself being uh, attracted to people that have the opposite end. And when that happens, then you have an electromagnetic attraction and something more can be done by you and them than without them. And that might be a good thing and positive and makes you feel good, but it could also be a trigger point to some other not so good feeling energies. You won't know that until you actually know your own chart and how it's set up. And Allison D is asking if we can get a card for the collective. We can, we can do that. And uh, we'll do that in just a moment. So you see the chart looks very much like a reflector. All the centers are open. It just means that from the transit perspective, there are no channels being completed, but those channels could become complete in your own chart. You just have to find how they're setting up. All right, stop sharing that screen. And what time do we have here? 8.54, so we have a couple of minutes. And I think what I'm going to do is pull us a galactic heritage card and a goddess card. Don't know why those two popped out, but they did. And these are cards for the collective for this week. Thank you, Allison, for that reminder. <laughs> I had that thought in my mind earlier. Oh, gosh, we have. Missing link. Interesting. I don't think we've gotten this card before. 49, missing link. It's of earth in the past. The missing link. Kind of looks weird, but okay. Let's see what that card means. Number 49. 
All right, it says, the human race has never truly been alone. Since ancient times, our ET forefathers have been working with us, both genetically and spiritually, to nurture our development as a species. Uplifting a younger species is a natural part of galactic civilization. You pulled this card because you have a past life connection to these ancient projects between humans and ETs. As you explore this connection, you will find that the so-called missing link is not just a genetic reference, but a spiritual one. What has been missing is an understanding of who we are and our place in a vast galactic community. This card both literally and symbolic has, or I mean, this card has both literal and symbolic meanings and how you apply it in your reading depends on the surrounding cards, your life circumstances, and how much you know about your inner self. The card text refers to the genetic projects of the ETs who helped to create a new human on earth. But the energy of this card goes much deeper. What do you feel is missing in your evolution and growth? Is that missing piece an ego desire or a true recognition of the next step in your spiritual work? That missing piece usually refers to a part of ourselves that we are denying. Perhaps you are seeking a more direct connection with your higher self and or the wisdom of the universe, which are really us anyway. Perhaps it is the ability to love and forgive yourself. After closer examination deep inside, you will find that nothing is ever really missing anyway. If this card comes up in your reading, it may refer to a past life during the time of the genetic projects and or karma you took on at that time, but it may also refer to something much deeper. What are you searching for? This card challenges you to answer that question and then look more deeply. You will always find it is already within you. So these are the Galactic Heritage cards by Lissa Royal Holt and um, Missing Link was our card. All right. Now, the goddesses. Oops, I should have undone these before. Let's pull a goddess card, shall we? Our goddesses. We haven't played with these in a while. And we get Metis. Metis, she was upside down. So we have a, an uh, alignment um, issue. And her, her thing is wisdom. Wisdom. Metis. Metis. Which is also a star. A fixed star. 35, number 8. So this is heart-to-heart -heart connection here. So Metis. Sounds sort of like an uh, Athena, maybe. Uh, so card 35. All right, here we go. So we have an alignment message. The goddess Metis learned a painful lesson long ago and does not want you to go through the same experience. She chose to make herself small, dim her life force and inner light, and reduce her power to keep love. Who or what in your life is causing you to do the same? Do you dim yourself out of fear of reprisal or because you have a sense that you are unworthy and unlovable or perhaps too much or too smart? The goddess Metis offers an important alignment task. You must face this fear, this anxiety and say a resounding no. Even in the face of the greater story of cultural conditioning, be brave and courageous and ask how you can be part of the solution. Playing small is an excuse to not be accountable for your personal power and to not be effective in the world. 
you have an abundance of life force energy in you. So come out of the shadows and let yourself shine. Take the risk and bring your wisdom to the world. We need you. Oh, I think that's a great one. I think that's a great card. Meet us, wisdom. Bring your wisdom out. Bring your wisdom out to the world because we need you. We need it. All right. So that is it for me this week. And I wish you all a very Merry Christmas or happy holidays in whatever way that you celebrate the season. Uh, may you be filled with love, joy, and peace. I will see you on next Monday, the 28th. And likely I will send out some updates on the energies as we move through this week. All right, guys, take care. Much love to all of you. Bye for now.